0: This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.
1: Good morning. I'm Kathy Buckworth, and you're listening to -to GoToGrandma. Although, I might want to rename it Go To Granddad for a bit of today's show. We're celebrating a few special things on this episode, starting off with a Happy Father's Day, which of course is a prerequisite to getting to being a granddad. And we have a terrific way to kick it off by speaking with Rob Whitehead. You might know Rob better as the husband of radio icon Aaron Davis and the father of their daughter Lauren and granddad to two little ones as well, including the oldest, Colin, who was only months old when his mother, Lauren, passed away in her sleep. We're going to talk to Rob about what it was like for him to be a stay-at-home dad to Lauren while Aaron worked to become one of Toronto's most well-known radio morning show hosts. What was it like to be a stay-at-home dad in the 1990s, and what advice does he have for those taking on the role today? Aaron's going to chime in as well so we can have a great chat with this thoughtful, fun, and inspiring couple. June marks the beginning of summer, but it is also a month that recognizes the past, as it is National Indigenous History Month, which has been observed every June in Canada for the past 12 years. It's the celebration and recognition of the First Nations, Inuit and Métis peoples' history, culture, and contributions to Canada. June is also Pride Month, and in honour of both, we have an extended Take 5 with RBC segment to talk with Indigiqueer filmmaker and multidisciplinary artist Glenn Gear about the work he's been doing with RBC, including a special gallery of works at the RBC Plaza in Toronto, as well as a specially designed graphic which beautifully represents Indigenous and Pride symbolism. A lot to take in on this episode number forty-five of Go To Grandma, and I can't wait to get started. I'm Kathy Buckworth and I'm so glad you're joining me today, either on Zoomer Radio on a Saturday morning or whenever it is convenient to you via podcast. Stay tuned, Rob and Aaron are up first. For some 30 years, Erin Davis hosted The Morning Show on 98.1 CHFI. She and husband Rob have been married for 34 years and were fortunate to have one daughter, Lauren, who followed mom's footsteps into broadcasting, eventually serving as a news anchor at Ottawa's newsleader 580 CFRA. Just one day after celebrating her first Mother's Day in 2015, Lauren died mysteriously and unexpectedly in her sleep. She left behind a grieving husband and seven-month-old son, Colin. Not surprisingly, Lauren's death changed Aaron and Rob's life markedly. Aaron returned to work after a one-month hiatus, but just 18 months later, decided to call it a day and retired to live on Vancouver Island. After being approached by Harper Collins to tell her story, she spent the next couple of years writing "Morning Has Broken: Love, Loss, and Reclaiming Joy," which became a bestseller on the Globe and Mail's non-fiction list in 2018. She now spends her time doing three podcasts, one of which is her dream project, Drift with Aaron Davis, in which she writes, voices, edits, and produces sleep stories for grownups. Aaron and Rob are blessed that their grandson, Colin, and granddaughter, Jane, along with their parents, now live just six minutes away on the island, allowing the couple to happily fulfill their roles as grandma and grand dude. Good morning, Rob Whitehead and Aaron Davis. Thanks for coming back on the show, Aaron, and it's nice to have you on this time, Rob.
0: Thank you very much, Kathy.
1: So I'm going to launch right into this, as I referenced in the introduction. Rob, you were a stay-at-home dad in the 1990s. Gosh, that sounds like a long time ago now, doesn't it? For the 1990s (laughs) with Lauren. And I'm quite curious to hear how that decision came about for you, because it's still not one that's more commonly made. And uh, what it was like for you back then.
0: Okay. Uh, I will say that uh, the idea was not completely foreign because of... um, it was shortly after Mr. Mom came out with Michael Keaton. Mm-hmm. And so that term was around, Mr. Mom. And um, shortly after Lauren was born, Erin and I were both working. She was on CH5, course. And uh, I was working on the fan. And um, she was in the care of a nanny for a lot of the time. And then we noticed that... Lauren was starting to repeat television commercials, verbatim, <laughs> verbatim. Yeah. And we thought, well, that's really talented, but maybe there's, uh, maybe there's better ways that we could care for this child. And so things evolved in such a way that it became the right decision for me to leave my career and concentrate on being a stay at home dad, because, uh, you know, I decided that, uh, it was a pretty easy decision, but I decided that Erin's uh, career had a whole lot more potential than mine did. And uh, I, was in, I was a producer, and, you know, she was a talent. <laughs> a star. <laughs> uh, it, was, it was a real easy decision to, to stay home, and uh, I am so glad that I did.
1: And, you know, the world of parenting is so free of judgment. We all know that. (laughs) Oh, yes. Thank God it was before the Internet for the most part, Kathy, for the most part. That's very true, actually. So I'm wondering, Rob, what kind of did you get any comments from people? You know, if you're at the park during the day, like, doesn't he have a job? You know, would you get that kind of feedback?
0: Actually, it was a great way to meet women. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> a guy with either a puppy or a baby carriage is just, you know, a real great way to meet women.
1: But, uh, the, tr- the, tr- the
2: truth comes out here and over the
0: place. air. <laughs> yeah, yeah right? I yeah. do. Go yeah.
2: for it. Yeah, right.
0: <laughs> the only negative comments we got, curiously, were from a family who would make little comments or ask little questions like, are you sure you wouldn't rather be, you know, out slinging burgers or doing something working outside right. the home
2: yeah wouldn't rob rather have a job is what my grandmother said but of course she was a product of the of the depression and her, her husband had worked in in an oil refinery in alberta and then in evenings and on weekends he was out gigging with his little orchestra making money as best he could to support his family so this was such a foreign concept to her that you know someone would stay at home and and braid the hair and make the lunches and, and do the significant morning parenting to make sure that your child got to school. Not always with a clean face for photo day. We have <laughs> evidence of that. But. <laughs>
1: Listen, I don't think I ever sent mine in with a clean face either, so I'm, I'm okay with that. I think what would have been yeah, great about you. about that role, and maybe about a role of a stay-at-home dad today, too, is it, it further helps to break down those stereotypes of what's a masculine job, what's a feminine job, what's a mommy job, and what's a daddy job. Was that something that was sort of front of mind as, as you both were going through this as well?
0: Yeah, I suppose. Uh, we didn't really think about it. Uh, that wasn't our, our primary reason for right. doing it, but it was a, a happy byproduct, and uh, I think Lauren grew up. Um, you know, without fixed roles of what men and women should have uh, as parents. And uh, so when she got to to her marriage, the plan was for her husband to stay home while she worked.
2: Did Her radio career, which was Mm -hmm. soaring. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, I think that was, um, it was a good uh, grounding for her.
1: So, clearly with all this experience uh, with young kids, uh, Rob, you must be a fantastic granddad. I know you're called (laughs) Grand grand Dude, I believe that you're called. Grand Um, Dude,
3: (laughs) dude.
0: thank you. Thank you, Paul McCartney. Yeah, exactly. That's right. I I feel very comfortable with children, you know, as a consequence. And um, so... Easy to spend time with with kids. You know, my my dad, because he worked outside the home, wasn't entirely comfortable with around kids. I mean, he was mm-hmm. he was fine, but uh, you know, I'm I have no problem showing genuine affection to uh, to children. I feel feel I, I I love spending time with them, and I'm sure that that's the reason.
2: And he's the one who has taught Colin how to ride a bike. Um, we've done that together, but playing basketball, playing baseball. We just discovered that he's a southpaw when it comes to baseball. I teach Colin swimming. But all of the things that, you know, that I might have not had time to do, but that that Rob certainly taught Lauren to do, because she was a heck of a slugger too, um, Mm -hmm. he's getting a chance to do with her son. And so it's it's just the most marvelous thread that has been woven through the generation. And Colin's little sister Jane just adores. She calls him Grand Duke, and 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 she she gets on and facetimes with him, and she just oh she loves him. And of course, Rob and Colin suffer together through hockey season. It's. It's a sad but wonderful thing. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yes, I had a few kids go through hockey. and totally understand that. Would you have any advice, uh, Rob, today for dads and moms or, or partners who are making that decision to have the dad stay at home? What kinds of things should they consider? Or is it just the same as a mom deciding to stay at home with their kids?
0: Uh, sure, it's just the same. I, I would say don't listen to criticism from others because uh, you know what's best for your your family and for your situation. And uh, it's nobody's business but yours. And it's, you know, that gender stereotyping should have been dead a long time ago and unfortunately yeah. isn't. Uh, so that's, that's the only advice I can offer.
2: But we should also point out, Kathy, that in these times where the dollars are being stretched so very thinly... Uh, Even back in the 90s, we were so fortunate to be able to have Rob stay at home. And, you know, not everybody can do this. I can imagine there are people listening today saying, oh, yeah, must be nice or wish Mm -hmm. we could. But we do acknowledge that we were
1: extremely fortunate
2: from an economic standpoint to be able to do that.
1: Mhm no I think that's a really good point Aaron and, and and times have changed.
0: Yeah, I wasn't making very much money so it was an easy decision.
2: <laughs> Did I
0: say I was a radio fun. producer?
1: Yeah. Uh, yes, right, right. Hi Kelly.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Saying hello to our producer Kelly who's waving from the booth. Um yeah. so in terms of now your relationships obviously with uh, Colin and Jane and spending a lot of time being grandparents with them you reference some of the favorite activities you have to do with them are there things that you see yourself doing in the in the future with them as well that you're really looking forward to? We, we've talked about a family cruise because mm. that that's really what's happening now. We were talking to
2: someone in the travel industry just a few weeks ago when we were on a group cruise. And, and he said that, yeah, this is what they're seeing a lot of is the generation that has put away the money and has saved the money is able to, you know, say, come on, kids. We and the grandkids are going to make some memories for a week. And whether it's, you know, taking a cruise up to Alaska or, or you know, just uh, going to a resort for a week or whatever. Um, That's what we really look forward to is sharing the world with these children that their parents might at this point not be able to provide for them. And to, again, just to continue to open their horizons, you know, just as we did with our own daughter. I want to teach
0: Colin how to use a sewing machine. And I want to teach Jane how to use power tools.
1: I love that. I, I need to learn how to do both. So maybe you could do a YouTube video tutorial and we can all <laughs> we can all learn from that. <laughs> just not at the same time, Kathy. I don't think that would be good. Well, you, yeah, yeah. Maybe you'd <laughs> learn how to sew, you know, stitches if you need them after the power tools. But, stitches, uh,
2: exactly. Yeah, stitches. but that'd come in handy. How do I fix my finger?
1: Exactly. And I love what you're saying about the travel. Do you see yourselves doing what they call skip gen travel, where you say you take the just the grandkids? I joke about taking just the grandkids, and leaving those other people at home, right? Taking the, the fun ones. Do you see that happening as well?
2: We would love that. Um, Colin's mom and and Jane's parents, both of them, uh, Colin's mom is not a seasoned traveler, so she doesn't love to fly or anything like that. But that being said, they don't want to be apart from the kids either. So the first step is getting them all passports. And from there, the world is wide open. So we'll just take whatever we get and off we go. (laughs)
1: Well, I always enjoy speaking with the two of you, and I really appreciate your insight into, you know, raising Lauren as well as now this extended journey that you're having with Colin and Jane, which we're all following along with. I hope that we can check in again and find out about some of your travel plans. Thank you so much for joining us from Vancouver Island, where I know you just got back late last night from another trip of your own. So I really appreciate you taking the time this morning and maybe not even go back to bed.
2: <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> Thank you for making this Father's Day special for us. It's it's a day that has carried a lot of weight, and uh, now you just remind us of the hope of the future, Kathy. We appreciate it.
1: That's so nice to hear. Thank you, Aaron. And if anyone wants to find Aaron, we can definitely go to Aaron Don Davis on Instagram and TikTok. Look at you on TikTok, Aaron. Woo-hoo! Wow. Woohoo. And also, of course, we should remember your drift with Aaron Davis Sleep Stories, which I did talk about in the introduction, and we can find you there as well. Thanks again, Rob and Aaron.
0: It was our pleasure. Thank you, Kathy.
1: Take care. Bye. Bye. Stephen Hanchereau is the Associate Curator at RBC and is an active member in Canada's visual arts communities. Glenn Gere is an indigiqueer filmmaker and multidisciplinary artist of Inuit and settler descent currently living in Montreal. He is originally from Newfoundland and has family ties to the homeland of Nunat Siavet. His practice is grounded in a research creation methodology shaped by Inuit and Indigenous ways of knowing, often employing the use of animation, photo archives, painting, beading, and work with traditional materials such as seal skin. As June is both Pride Month and National Indigenous History Month, both are very important milestones for RBC to honour. In this week's Take 5 with RBC, we'd like to tell the story of RBC and Glenn Gear's partnership in artwork— featuring the most recent collaboration of Glenn's artwork at the RBC Plaza Gallery and the RBC Pride T-shirt. Welcome, Stefan and welcome, Glenn. Oh, Thanks thank you. so much. It's so great to have you both on uh, this call today to talk about the collaboration between RBC and Glenn. But tell me, how did this partnership come about? Take me back to how it all started.
4: Well, this all began about, I'd say, over two years ago now. It was early on with uh, some of the foundation work from RBC, working with the Winnipeg Art Gallery and the new museum, How York uh, that's located there. And RBC is the lead sponsor for the inaugural exhibition titled Inua. And with that, we were doing some activations and engaging with artists and, and seeing what kind of programs we could do. And this is all, you know, to do something virtually because we were very early on in the pandemic and I was on a call where I was introduced to Glenn uh, via the curatorial team at Halmyork and was initially just struck by what he was, you know, commissioned to present at this exhibition. It's a large shipping container that has a diptych mural painted on the inside of it, a large animation that plays kind of at the end of the shipping container. So you have to, like, walk into the space and, and see this really kind of robust video installation And then I also got to meet Glenn, uh, you know, virtually and just was initially struck by his approach, uh, his enthusiasm for art making. And then it just became, you know, an aspect of research and conversations with Glenn. And, you know, the RBC Art Collection is always looking to acquire artists based in Canada who are making, you know, incredible contemporary artwork. And Glenn is one of those artists. So uh, it was just about finding the right way to present his work at RBC.
1: And so the partnership evolves to the point where we have this fantastic gallery at the RBC Plaza. So Glenn, can you share some of what the artworks represent in that plaza gallery?
3: Yeah, I've yet to to be on location to see it. I, I hope to see it very soon. I'm planning a trip to Toronto actually be there um, probably in the coming weeks but in the plaza uh, one of the the main attractions is this uh, huge uh, they're like ringed LED uh, kind of suspension screens there's two of them uh, one slightly larger above the other and they're going to feature uh, different works by different artists, sort of on a on a loop. And uh, for me, it was a real challenge to think about that format and to think about my work. And so, I, I reworked a piece that uh, Stefan was familiar with, the uh, Muzik, the dog mm-hmm.
2: team. It's
3: had this this team of sort of running huskies. They're sort of off leash. And they run around this uh, this perfect uh, ring, this LED uh, projection screen, and that was a really interesting format for me to uh, develop work for. It represented a lot of uh, challenges that we we overcame, but I, I felt it was a really uh, interesting space that would would be really activated by uh, by those projections. And of course, there are other works mm-hmm. around around that plaza, but I thought it was. A really interesting location and so when uh, Stefan came to me and, and approached me for that commission I, I thought oh this might be a, a fantastic opportunity to just sort of explore some of my own ideas in this this very unusual space and setting.
1: Yeah, the space is something else, and it's only about 10 minutes from here, so I'm definitely going to make a trip up to go and see it myself. And besides the spirit um, dogs, which sound incredible and look incredible in photos, which we can find online, follow me on social media, or we'll talk about the website in a minute, you also created a limited edition RBC Pride t-shirt, which the RBC employees will wear during Pride Month, and again, we'll put up a visual of that. And can you speak to that a little bit, Glenn?
3: Yeah, sure. So the shirt for for RBC Pride um was something that came out of a conversation, uh ongoing conversations with Stefan and um I, I wanted to feature um characters that were drum dancing. Drum dancing mm-hmm. is is something that's uh very particular to Inuit culture and I was thinking about these human animal hybrids. So the, on on one side, uh there's uh a bear, uh, who's drum dancing and back to back with a, um, a caribou who's drum dancing. And they're in sort of, uh, traditional women's and, and men's, uh, clothing, attire, uh, Inuit clothing. And, um, they're featured in the background, this giant heart, which is full of beadwork, uh, photographs of beadwork that I had done, and I've kind of collaged into the image. So it's a really, uh, it's a really uh, fun, very uh, highly visible kind of design, uh, and it really speaks to the pride and diversity, I think, within our culture, um, but also within pride itself, this being you know, National Indigenous Peoples Month and also Pride Month, it was uh, a wonderful collaboration and a, a timely one that uh, that was just incredibly fun, I think, to do.
1: Yeah, it's a very lively, fun, as you say, very spirited design. It's really fantastic, so I hope everyone gets the chance to see that. Stefan, is the art installation open to the public, and do people have to buy tickets?
4: The installation at the Plaza Main Branch is open to the public. It is free of charge. It is uh, the main banking branch for RBC, it's a flagship branch here, and it's been fully redesigned, re-renovated, uh, and it looks uh, pretty fantastic. So there's a number of kind of more permanent works throughout the the banking space, and then we have a community gallery where we'll be presenting shows every six months on a kind of rotating basis, and uh, they're all works from the RBC Art Collection. And every installation, we look to focus on amazing artists like Glenn, Uh, who are engaged in the contemporary Canadian visual art community. And there's always something to learn. And, yeah, I welcome everyone to come down at any time during business hours.
1: Yeah, it's open from, I think, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., Monday to Friday. Yep. And we can go to rbc.com slash visual art if we want to see more of that. And, Glenn, tell us where we can find your artwork online, because we have to see it.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess you can Google my name, Glenn Mm -hmm. Gear, G-L-E-N-N-G-E-A-R. But you can find some of my more recent uh, animations on Vimeo. So that's uh, vimeo.com or vimeo slash Gear. all one word.
1: And I sure hope that you get the chance to go down to the gallery to see your own work. and yes, you know,
3: exactly.
1: And RBC customers or anybody going into RBC to see um, the RBC employees proudly wearing um, your artwork. That will be something to see, I'm sure. And I'm looking forward to doing that myself. Thank you so much, gentlemen, for joining me today. I really appreciate this. And again, happy National Pride Month and National Indigenous History Month. You know, this collaboration couldn't, obviously, couldn't have come together at a better time. Thank you so much.
3: Not come and thank you. Thank you you so much.
1: Take care. Granddads are just antique little boys. I didn't write that, but I wish I had. And I wish I could have spent more time speaking with Rob Whitehead and Aaron Davis about their journey to grandparenthood and the exciting future ahead of them and their lovely family. I wish I could transport myself down to the RBC Plaza right now to take in Glen Gears Gallery, and I will get there. And in the meantime, I'll be doing my own research and reading on how we can honour Canada's Indigenous past while celebrating their inspiring artists of today. As the parent of a child in the LGBTQ plus community, I will also continue to promote acceptance, love and inclusivity wherever possible on this show, which of course I would have done without this personal connection. And I hope you will do so as well. Next week's go-to grandma will hopefully inspire you in a couple of different ways. I talked to author Greg Justice about his new book on Jack LaLanne. Who else besides me remembers this pioneer of the fitness movement? A fascinating look at his life and why he became known as the godfather of fitness. Maybe we can learn how to avoid getting sand kicked in our face. Speaking of sand, if you haven't visited the many beaches in Nova Scotia, you should be kicking yourself. Wow, I think that segue challenged my own flexibility. I have professional travel writer Helen Early on to talk about her new book, 25 Family Adventures in Nova Scotia, which she wrote during the pandemic when she, like many other travel writers, were shut down on the travel side, so picked up on the writing side. But it's not all beaches as we'll discover. There is some amazing history to uncover out there as well. And Helen will offer tips on how to make the trip work with grandparents and grandkids in tow. Our Take 5 with RBC focuses on fitness as well as I chat with RBC about their training ground Olympic program for aspiring Olympic athletes. Even more feats of strength and fitness, oh my. Thanks for dropping in today. I do hope you'll join us next week for more fun and facts about everything today's grandparents need to know. I'm Kathy Buckworth, and you've been listening to, Go to Grandma.
0: Share your thoughts on this show with us. You can find Kathy on Twitter, at Kathy Buckworth, or email her, kathy at kathybuckworth.com. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air.